God said, let there be light, and out of chaotic darkness came order, and there was light, and God saw that the light was good. Hello, friends, and welcome to Sold for Soup. I'm Rich Whitman. And I'm Jennifer Whitman. Light is the subject of this episode, and sunlight is at the core of health for a lot of us. We have such a great appreciation here in Michigan for the sun. In fact, we spent most of the day outside yesterday because it was beautiful out. And it's just gray a lot here. Yeah, it's in constantly Lansing. gray in Lansing, Michigan. Kind of bright where we are in the middle of the mitten. It, we kind of are in like a little force field of clouds. But light is the first thing that's mentioned in the creation story. And all life depends on light for existence. So it's pretty important. And I know I love light, but just like salt, sunlight has been kind of vilified as a killer, right? And so... But just like everything that's healthy, there are limitations and moderation and anything can be overdone. So we're going to talk about sunlight today. And sunlight kind of has two real key aspects. There's the aspect of the obvious, like light helps you see things. And then the aspect of sunlight, which is really important for our health. So we're going to kind of touch on both things. Yeah, light makes things known. I'm sure you've heard people say, bring it to light or bring it into the open. Well, light does that. It exposes the darkness and it makes things visible by uncovering them. So it's like transformative in a physical sense and a spiritual sense. Yes. And as things are uncovered and revealed, it should transform us. In other words, light reveals the true objectional nature of someone or something. It's not that we don't want people to see us. I don't want anyone to misunderstand that. It's that we don't want people to see certain dimensions of ourselves or certain aspects of ourselves that we try to keep hidden. Immanuel Kant talks about this. He had this distinction between public reason and private reason. Public reason is reason that is not constrained by our personal goals, by self-interest, or pathological desires. Private reason, on the other hand, is reason that is driven by your own secret desires, your own goals. We see this in politics. For instance, when a politician is advocating for war, and then we later learn that they are actually making money because they've invested in some of the companies providing the weapons, that would be an example of private reason. So you're saying someone's own goals, but you're meaning like selfish goals or something that may be negative for someone else to gain a positive for yourself and bringing that into light. We try to keep that hidden if we're doing something like that, because that's considered shady. I like the term shady has something to do with light too, or lack of light. You know what I mean? They're pretending that they're speaking on behalf of the the universal, but really they have private self-interest involved. What's most frightening is that someone would be exposing to the world our private enjoyment hidden beneath or supposedly our public positions. John 3.20 says, anybody who does wrong hates the light and keeps away from it for fear that his deeds might be exposed. But anybody who is living by truth will willingly come into the light. Right. There's this website that I heard about this week where you can go, and I don't remember what it was, and I've never been on the website, but it said you can go on there and look at what certain Congress people 
U.S. Congress people are which stocks they're selling or buying because they typically have some kind of insider intel on what they're going to be voting on and how they think that vote's going to go. And so they may buy or sell a stock depending on what they know. So it's like insider trading, which is illegal, which they put Martha Stewart in jail for. But somehow it just goes on and we it kind of is in the light, like people know about it, but most of us don't really, we choose maybe to not see it because it's, it's kind of, it's shady again. I listen to a lot of podcasts and I don't remember which podcast I was listening to this earlier this week, but the host of the podcast was talking about if you're someone of good character, if you're someone that, you know, doesn't have anything to hide, then you, you have you have no reason not to be exposed to the public eye. And this individual, I feel like it was Joe Rogan, but I could be wrong, was essentially saying, I don't have anything to hide. I don't, I don't need to hide behind anything because I stand by who I am and what I believe. And I'm just a person of, of good character. I'm pretty sure it was Joe Rogan, but I'm not sure. I'm not hundred percent. I could see him saying that. And he, they are pretty, if you listen to their podcast, they're always Google that, make sure that's true. They're not, they don't want to say anything that wouldn't be verifiable. And I appreciate that. Yeah. And interesting thing about light is we don't see the light in this room. It's the light that allows us to see. I don't experience my life. It's my life that allows me to have experiences. Light gives the world meaning. Yeah, it, this directly relates to what Jesus said. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So I was curious. I looked it up. There's over 200 references to light in the Old and New Testament in the Bible. It's pretty cool. And God is referenced as light. But we should understand that the Hebrews got this right, that God is behind the light, not necessarily the material expression of it. Right. So we worship God and and not his creation. So as much as I love sunshine, I don't worship the sun. Well, we kind of worship We kind sun. of. <laughs> we joke about I mean, it. Yesterday, everyone that was at our house yesterday hanging out, everyone wanted to be in the sunshine. Yeah. Uh, but I... I try to remind myself I am grateful for God and for the the creation of the sun and its beauty and its health benefits. The Bible also speaks of light as a symbol of God's presence and his activity. Throughout the Bible, light represents truth. It represents goodness, God's redemptive work in the world. The New Testament presents Jesus as the personification of light or divine illumination. Jesus said it himself, I am the light of the world. All right, so enough about all those things. Let's talk about the benefits of sunlight. So yeah, like I said, we're grateful for it because of its beauty and its ability to help us see, which is fantastic. It allows us to see all the other beauty in the world. Uh, and that's why it's the first part of creation. But it also has is necessary, like I said, for life and for our life. The main thing that I talk about a lot with patients is your vitamin D. It, and when it's becoming more and more commonly known now that vitamin D is the sunshine vitamin. It's actually a hormone. It's kind of misnamed as a vitamin. It's it's really a hormone that is created in your skin when it's exposed to light. And then you absorb that hormone 
and it helps your body. It helps your immune function among many other things in your body, but it helps to upregulate immune function. So there's something called interferons just to kind of get in the weeds a little bit. Your body needs vitamin D to make interferons. And when you have high vitamin D levels, like in the summertime, your interferon production is up. So you have a lot of interferons running around. Any viruses you come into contact with are usually neutralized pretty quickly. That's why people don't get sick much in the summertime, right? right? So viruses are, it's less common to be symptomatic in the summertime. So when our vitamin D levels in this area start to dip, and this is around the time of the year when our vitamin D levels are the lowest because we've gone now many months without being able to synthesize vitamin D from sunlight since probably October. And here we are. It's beginning of March now. So we can't make this stuff up, people. <laughs> so, like, this is the truth. You live in Michigan. It's gray a lot. It, and everywhere you live in the wintertime, your days are shorter. So your vitamin D level is going to dip where, no matter where you are, even if you're in Florida. But you, you can synthesize vitamin D from sunlight in Florida in the wintertime. So at least you have some. But I still think it's really important to have your vitamin D level checked once or twice a year when you have maybe when you have your regular blood work done. You know, they say normal used to be normal was 30 or above up to like 100. Then they lowered it because everyone's everyone was so low. They were like, well, we're going to move the normal to 20 to 80 because and so that started me telling people, you don't want to be normal. You want to be healthy or, you know, the average is too low, way too low. So if you're looking at what we call functional medicine, which is where we're looking at optimal body function, the optimal blood level is between 60 to 100 on your dehydroxy 25, whatever on your blood work. So if you're lower than like say 30, your chances of getting sick are much higher because your interferon production is going to be low. And then you come in contact with the virus, your body's got to ramp up interferon production. So you make a fever, your body gets a fever. That's what the fever is. It's, it's happens because your body's ramping up interferon production to help neutralize the virus. So then what do we do? We take something to shut off the fever and then guess what? You get, you're sicker longer, like whatever, just try to <laughs> supplement with vitamin D in the wintertime. That's what I say. And you want to take a vitamin D with K to help your body absorb it. And then magnesium. Those are all important to help you absorb if you have to take, you know, vitamin D via supplementation. So that's like the vitamin D spiel. If you're, if you're low, you need, what I usually tell people is you need 30 IU per pound of body weight a day to maintain your vitamin D level through the winter. So say you check your vitamin D level in October and it's 75 and you're like, sweet. And then you get on, you know, 5,000 to 7,000 IU of vitamin D a day through the winter and you come out on the other side and you're still 75 probably. You get it checked again if you want just to make sure you're in the right ballpark. But if you are like 20, then you want to increase your vitamin D level, then you need to look at taking like 10,000 a day. And again, having those levels checked if you're doing that for a prolonged period of time, it does take a while to get those D levels up, but it is very doable. And I've found some really great supplements that, that do a good job of it. If anyone wants to message us and find out what I recommend and what's worked for us. So vitamin D level doesn't just affect the immune system. It also affects and it dramatically helps improve brain function. If you don't have a good vitamin D level, you're actually three and a half times more likely to end up in a rest home or an assisted care facility, which I think is crazy. 
So high vitamin D level, more than just immune function, also cognitive function. And if you're in the sun for about 20 minutes of unobstructed sunlight, you get about 20,000 IU of vitamin D. So supplementing with 7 to 10 is the equivalent of being in the sun for like 7 to 10 minutes in the summer. I think it's so interesting that the very first scripture in the Bible, Genesis 1, 1, is God speaking light into existence. And then the application of now what we're talking about with regards to sunlight, um, God creates light and then he distinguishes light from darkness and day from night. And we've talked a lot about this in our podcast over the last couple years about how scripture is there to help us understand the importance of things. And sunlight and vitamin D being such an important part of our immune function, our existence, like things, things can't grow without sun, sunshine. I just think it's really interesting that the very first scripture in the Bible refers to the sunshine, the sunlight that we're talking about. Yeah, sunlight is... So in this journey and researching for this podcast, I kind of went on like a deep dive into sunlight and light. And um, turns out sunlight is vital for more than just vitamin D production for your health. So shocking. So even in the wintertime when our sun exposure is rare or is too weak to allow vitamin D synthesis, sunlight exposure will still boost um, something called cytochrome C oxidase. It also helps boost serotonin and brain-derived neurotropic factor. So that's a lot of big words for it helps your mood, <laughs> among other things. So while vitamin D supplements clearly have their place, you cannot obtain all the benefits that you get from the sun by simply taking a pill, a, a vitamin D supplement. So the other benefits of sunlight include decreased risk of heart disease. This has to do with the ability of the sun to increase your nitric oxide production in your body, which is like a really good vasodilator to help with blood flow. So when you're low in nitric oxide, it turns out heart attacks are more common. It also increases the cytochrome C oxidase. So if you're diabetic or you have heart disease, it may be one of the things, it may well be one of the things that's missing. There's a guy named Sorison that wrote a book and he said when we get when we get out in the sun, the research is incredible. The risk of heart disease and the risk of myocardial infarction, which is heart attack, drop dramatically in the summertime and go up dramatically in the wintertime. And I noticed that here in this area, don't you? And I actually have a patient who runs um, like a funeral home and they're just slammed in the wintertime with people dying, older people dying, uh, people dying of heart attacks. It's a lot more common in the wintertime. There's something there that has to be beyond vitamin D because the vitamin D supplement studies with heart disease haven't worked out so well. So in other words, they've studied vitamin D to see if that was the thing that was helping people with heart disease and it there, the effect wasn't there. So we know that it's likely the, like I said, the nitric oxide, which is helping because of it. it's a potent vasodilator. Blood pressure can go down dramatically with regular sun exposure and sunlight also lowers your risk for many other conditions, including type one diabetes, multiple sclerosis, osteoporosis, and several other types of cancer, including melanoma, which sounds counterintuitive, but for every death caused by diseases related to excessive sun exposure, such as melanoma, the deadliest form of skin cancer, 
there are 328 deaths caused by diseases of sunlight deprivation. So healthy sun exposure is key. We don't want to burn. That's rule number one. Don't let your skin get burned from the sun. The skin turns the lightest shade of pink. Then it's time to move out into the shade. Put some clothing on, put a hat on. I like to use a non-toxic sunscreen. So my trick is I'll go find the baby products at the store and buy a baby sunscreen, which is zinc oxide, which is the least toxic. There's not toxic. Some people find it annoying because it's a little pasty, but sometimes I'll mix it with a little like coconut oil just to cut it a little bit so it's not so pasty, but it does a great job at keeping me from burning and not exposing my skin to the other toxic chemicals that you find in most sunscreen. So yeah, remember the healthy vitamin D level is um, definitely over 30, optimal is 60 to 80, and some would argue up to 100. Um, That's your optimal disease protection. And so just remember to get healthy sun exposure. Sunlight boosts your serotonin level. I said that. And have you ever heard of SAD or seasonal affective disorder? I think a lot of people were getting that in January around here, right? Because it was so dark. You remember like how it was dark all you know, Some people get up in the morning, it's dark outside, they go to work, and then they come home and it's dark outside. So they're spending their day, those you know that are working not from home, spend their day inside and it's dark and then it's dark. So there's no exposure at all to the sun. And I mean, let's just be let's just be frank. Like the sun doesn't shine in Michigan, not <laughs> not in the wintertime. So. Well, I mean, we've had we've had some good luck lately, but I would say even if we can't synthesize vitamin D, it is still really important to get outside and just expose your face to the sun. So if the sun's out, go out and get get in it for a little bit. Don't burn. In his book, Embrace the Sun by Sorensen, who I was referencing earlier, he cites research showing that spending the entire day in a bright sunlight increases your serotonin level by 800%. I don't know if they, I'm sure there's lots of research on sun and depression, but I, I think it's uh, really powerful. All right. We're going to wrap this up because the sun is shining. It's coming oh, through yeah. the window right now. It's a nice and we're going to get outside and enjoy it. We filmed this in our basement, so it's really hard to be down in the basement when the sun's shining here. We just want to encourage you as spring is starting to approach and arrive wherever you're at listening to this. That if it's sunny out, get outside, enjoy the sunshine, do some grounding. I know you're a huge fan of grounding, Jen. (laughs) Yes. Um, Do the things that make you healthy and go get healthy. Yes. Go get healthy. Peace out. We going now.